Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you gonna say something? No, it's just. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Sorry, it's hard to tell from a computer screen. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. Okay. Okay. Let me do this. What is this fancy little ad marker? Let's try it. Oh, that's fancy. Okay. Hey guys. So, um, I if you notice the title of this episode, this is gonna be like a little um clarity slash updates on the israel keys case uh i mostly wanted to do this for the sake of clarifying some things that i like didn't feel that i made clear during the first episode because i because i was enraged first of all and also i was just like straight up uninformed or like misinformed of course with the internet you're always going to have things that are told incorrectly or have passed through like a game of telephone. <laughs> so uh, I should have verified that the sources that I used were 100% accurate. So that's on me. But I also wanted to add some things that I have learned about Israel Keys and his victims that I feel are important, but were not found in my first round of research. So I learned most, if not all, of this information by listening to True Crime Bullshit by Josh Hallmark. Um, I didn't want to listen to that podcast prior to covering Israel Keys on on here on our podcast uh, because I didn't I didn't want his like the things that he said to influence my thought process or the things that I said because you know sometimes you do that subliminally but so I, I, it turns out that uh, <laughs> I probably should have just listened to the podcast to start. <laughs> Because uh, Josh is, like, I mean, he's amazing. He did, like, extensive, like, years of research on this guy. And he has, like, like you know, the Charlie Day meme with the red string and shit. He has that, like, in his dining room. Like, that is him. <laughs> with Israel Keys. So, I mean, he's an investigative podcaster. So, it's his job to do that. But... You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he's just like way more educated and informed on on Israel Keys than like anything I could have found on the Internet. So I should have just started there. So I'm sorry, but also I got some more shit for you. (laughs) So here we go. First and foremost, Israel Keys was not just a serial killer. He was also an arsonist, a bank robber and a burglar. So in the first episode, I did mention that Israel would break into neighbors' houses and, uh, like, steal their guns to be resold. But this did continue throughout his lifetime. Obviously not the gun thing, but, like, he would steal from people's houses. And uh, we'll talk about that again in a little bit. So, secondly, the FBI has only 100% confirmed four victims of Israel Keys to date. So those four were Bill and Lorraine Courier, Samantha Koenig, and Deborah Feldman. 
Now, I did very, very briefly mention Deborah in the first episode. Uh, she was taken from, she like disappeared from Hackensack, New Jersey. Um, I can't remember the exact date. I'm sorry. But um, I, I just didn't, I feel like I didn't give Deborah enough attention because there like is not enough information about her. And so everything that I had read, even like, trying to research deeper into her the only thing that i could find was things that josh hallmark has covered in his podcast so i'm sorry that i didn't uh do deborah that much justice but he she has been identified as a keys victim so um he also he admitted to a body in new york but this body was never recovered now, this is the body that was reportedly being searched for when Israel laughed and said that he almost felt bad for wasting time and taxpayers' money. Along with this, um, he also claimed that one of his victims' bodies had actually been um, recovered, discovered, not really recovered, um, but their death was ruled accidental. So, altogether, he would have confessed to, like, five murders, but... Um, he refused to give any information because he didn't want to be charged under multiple jurisdictions because then he would have to be extradited between states and he didn't want to have to deal with it. He just wanted an execution date because mm. he's a fuck. So now it is assumed, not confirmed, that the body that he buried in New York that he was laughing about, um, that it is assumed that that is Deborah Feldman um, because... Of the fact that um, it's a known, well, it's sort of known because he's obviously there's the rule and then there's the exception to the rule. But basically, the a pattern of keys was to abduct someone from one state, take them to another state, murder them, and then take them to another state and dispose of the body. So there's like three states involved in his his fucked up process so she was taken from new jersey and buried in new york we don't know where the middle part happened and probably we will never know because israel's dead so it has been uh since been confirmed that feldman was a keys victim but in fbi interviews keys basically refused to discuss feldman and even denied having anything to do with her or her disappearance um, but her name, which was spelled incorrectly, so her name is spelled D-E-B-R-A, um, but he spelled it D-E-B-O-R-A, wait, D-E-B-R-O-A, with an H. It was longer. I can't, I can't spell, I'm sorry. <laughs> but her incorrectly spelled name was found in his internet search history on his personal um, laptop. He did, he, he did this like a lot searches of his computer and search history brought about 44 names of missing or murdered people um in the case in the keys case this list of names is called the namus 44 so namus is the national missing and unidentified person system and included in that list of people were bill and lorraine courier oh. however also on that list was susan powell now, Susan Powell was, <laughs> that's a whole separate case. And Israel Keys had absolutely nothing to do with it. Like, police know that it was her husband, 
actually i think he was her ex-husband at the time so literally the husband did it in that case it was not keys and it has like been proven that it was not keys that killed her it is thought that he would you know search for his victims and in fbi interviews he has like said yeah i used to you know get on the internet and i would search for you know my my crimes and see if anything was solved and he liked to see what people were commenting on like the the news news articles and he even commented on some of the news articles like he just it it was just this fucked up game that he liked to play where like he wanted to see what other people think thought had happened to the the victims of his crimes like i it's just so uh. so he there's that he that fucked up part of it but he was also probably doing research on certain missing people to find out how they were like disposed of or whatever sick bullshit that he wanted to know so like with susan powell he probably was like looking at her trying to figure out you know what her husband had done to get rid of like not that her body's ever been recovered but like i don't know he was doing research his Mm -hmm. own fucked up research so (laughs) sorry back to my original point here (laughs) all of the people that i listed at the beginning of the first episode are hypothetical victims or victims that quote fit the bill for Key's timeline. Now that includes Julie Harris and Marlene and Cassie Emerson. Um, while Keyes was living in Colville, Washington at the time of these crimes, he does not claim them. And obviously, I mean, he's a fucking murderer, so he could have done it and just didn't want whatever. He did that with Deborah Feldman too. So it's still possible. But in an interview in 2012, Keyes mentioned that he had basically been two different people for 14 years. So that means that if he's telling the truth, obviously, his first major crime took place in 1998. And um, Julie, Marlene, and Cassie had all been murdered in 1996. So if he's telling the truth, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't words today. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, so Keyes did tell FBI agents that his, quote, first try was a failure. Um, in the summer of 1997 or 1998, Keyes abducted a teenager from a hiking trail near the Deschutes River. Um, he raped her and intended on killing her, but she talked him out of it by telling him she'd never tell the police. He ultimately let her go and the crime went unreported. So if this is what he defines as his first crime, then that accounts for the 14 years. However, his first documented murder is thought to have taken place in late 2001. But let's let's talk about this. So this man brutally abducted, raped, and murdered, and even dismembered people. He was skilled in doing so. And he didn't get caught for a very long time. And only three of his victims have, well, not even, one of his victims' bodies has been discovered. One. Wow. He is good at what he does. So, did. He's dead. Fuck that guy. So, (laughs) he also tortured and killed animals as a child. So, like, we know that that's like a a, 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 a signal um sign. symptom sign yeah mm-hmm. it 
it's a it shows that I can't think of the word. I don't know. He killed animals as a child. So he was stationed in in Egypt when he was in the military, a place where he likely knew he could literally get away with murder. So you're telling me that this man who killed killed animals as a child and raped admittedly r- raped a woman in a teenager, not a woman, a teenager in 1998. You're telling me that he didn't kill anyone until he was 23 years old? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. So one other thing that I want to clear up, um, Israel Keys could not have been the man abducting and killing women and children from the mall in Boca Rat Boca Raton, Raton, sorry, Florida. Firstly, I I meant to look it up. I suck. I'm sorry. So, firstly, Keys refused to kill children. If a home had a child or a dog, he would not act on this this house. Now, the dog was because he didn't want to wake up the people. It wasn't that he cared about killing the dog. But children, he he wouldn't because it's like this <laughs> weird code of ethics that some serial killers have. I mean, BTK refused to kill dogs and children. Like he didn't want to kill the dogs because he felt bad about killing the dog. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Secondly, the first attack at that mall happened on March 23rd, 2007. During this time, the FBI's timeline places Keys in Alaska until April 24th. The second attack took place on August 7th of that same year, and the FBI placed him in Alaska at that time as well. Of course, there is the theory that he could have escaped being tracked because he did this very frequently. He would often go... I mean, he lived in Alaska. He was like three feet away from the Canadian border. He would just like hop over there every fucking night and just come back. And he like didn't have to go through immigration. Like it didn't, he, he evaded being tracked so often. I think there was one instance where he went, he was in California and he crossed the border into Tijuana and he is, uh, marked as being going into Mexico but not leaving Mexico. So, but he like w- a couple days later was like flying back to Alaska. So like it's not implausible that he could have done these things, but it's not mm, verified. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay. So, but here we go, here we go. The third attack that I detailed in the first episode could like a million and 10% not have been Israel Keys, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> so that attack, I'm sorry, it's not funny. The attack's not funny. The circumstances are funny. That attack took place on December 12th, 2007. On December 5th, 2007, Keys flew from Anchorage to Seattle, where he picked up his daughter from her mom, Tammy, and then flew from Seattle to Indianapolis. <gasps> From Indy, they went to visit Key's mom in Harlan, Indiana. And from Harlan, Key's made his way to Fort Wayne Mm -hmm. to rent a car from fucking Enterprise. He had this car from December 8th to the 11th, but it was supposed to be returned on the 10th. So, mm, Erica, he was literally in our neck of the woods. Like, he was like 
not that far from us. Like from yeah. where we are sitting at this moment, he's not that far from us. Ew. He's dead now, so like it's all good. But what if we had been in Fort Wayne on December exactly. 8, 2007? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, we were children, so like we were fine, but our parents were not. Uh, so there was also another trip through Indiana that it has been theorized. So that that first trip was in 2007. Now, um, I don't even know if I told you this, but um, Heidi Keys, Israel's mom, was like basically Amish for a lot of her life. Like she was Mormon and then she was Amish for like a long time. Oh. so Hence her living in Indiana. So there was another trip through Indiana that it was that it's been theorized that Keyes murdered a young woman named Lauren Spearer in Bloomington, um, which was not that far from Harlan, which was where his mom was living. So Lauren went missing on June 3rd, 2011, just six days before the abduction and murder of the couriers in Vermont. So. This is a theory that Josh Hallmark talks about in depth, and it's an interesting one to say the least. I mean, he talks in depth about how, like, they he keys used to, like, cross through places, and he had these patterns, and it's fucking wild. It's just wild. Anyways, back to the, the mall attacks. Um, Key's next documented activity is December 16th, 2007, back in Seattle. So all of that was to say that he could not have attacked Nancy and Joey on December 12th, 2007 in Florida. Okay, now I want to talk about why the FBI decided that 11 was their victim number. Um, When asked how many victims he had killed, Keys always said, quote, less than a dozen. So the FBI got a little tricky and they would say things like, of your 10 victims, blah, 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 blah. And Keys would always stop them and say, no, 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 I never said 10 victims. So they tried this with every number from 3 to 11. And he always told them that he never said blank victims, except with 11. Ooh. So that's the number they stuck with. Okay. I don't think that he only has 11 victims because this man was traveling the country, like the country. He literally was in Belize at one point. He was in Hawaii at one point. He went into Canada all the fucking time. And he he told investigators in an interview that, quote, Canadians don't count. Like he was asked how many Canadians (laughs) he murdered and he said they don't count. I shouldn't laugh at that. No, it's no, it's just so ridiculous. And he laughed when he said it, too. I just like, bro, come on. Come on. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Anyways, I think he killed more than 11 people in his lifetime. I'm betting it's probably upwards of 20, maybe even more than 30. Like, this guy wasn't fucking around. Okay. So, knack, 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 knack. Exactly. I tried to say now and back at the same time, and it came out knack. So there's that. (laughs) Okay. So now back to Key's other criminal activities. Um, I mentioned at the top that he was also a bank robber, an arsonist, and a burglar. Well, (laughs) after he murdered Samantha Koenig and went on his little family vacation and did his little cruise, 
he spent some time in Texas for his sister's wedding. And this, so this was um, before he demanded demanded ransom for Samantha. So during this little stint in Texas, he robbed a bank and burned a house down in the same day. Bruh. (laughs) He said in his interview that he went into the house and he stole a bunch of shit. He said that they were hoarders and um, that he stole some jewelry, whatever, um, made like a, a pile of clothes in each room in the house and made the trail of clothes go out the back door where he stood out the back door, lit the clothes on fire and then ran. And he was watching the fire to the point where when emergency vehicles arrived, he had lost track of time. And now he thought, Oh, now I can't go rob the bank in this town. I have to go to the next town over to rob that bank because he got distracted watching the house that he set on fire, burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. This guy, I'm telling you. So, I'm sorry. This, I, mm, I can't. I understand completely why Josh Hallmark made a whole fucking six season podcast about just Israel Keys. Six seasons? He is currently on season six. There is so much shit about this man that there is a six season podcast about him. That's nuts. It's ridiculous. I just okay. I'm sorry. We're I I'm moving on because I said 20 minutes and we're going to be about 30. So sorry. Um, Israel also had a boat when he lived in Washington, and he confessed to murdering people on the boat. So there's that. Uh, and here's a <laughs> here's a sad. So Tammy, who was Israel's daughter's mom, um, had a son before she met Israel, and his name was James. So James was super close to Israel even after he and Tammy broke up. But the news about Israel hit James pretty hard. And so hard, in fact, that James took his own life about six months after Israel. Mm. So that's just really sad that Israel, like, just left all that in his wake and just, like, ruined so much for so many people just so many fucking victims in his life i just can't i swear i promise i'm almost done okay okay so one other thing i want to bring up that josh hallmark discusses in true crime bullshit is the fact that keys does sort of have a pattern uh between bank robberies and murders so it's thought that he like murders people to amp himself up to do a bank robbery because he was in a lot of debt and he would use the money from the bank robberies to pay off his um, credit card debt and also to fund his travels. (laughs) So he would also use the bank robberies and the burglaries as like void fillers for when he felt the need to murder, but couldn't at that very moment. So I don't, they're mm, bank robberies, murders, they're connected. That's all. Um, Also, because of that, it is thought that Samantha might not be his final victim because he robbed a bank in Texas. So there's another person who is thought to be a Keys victim in Texas. It's a lot. So obviously, I don't like, I don't have as much time as Josh Hallmark, nor do I have like the energy or desire to make an entire podcast about this fucking monster. (laughs) But I did, I did want to just like, 
clear some things up that I don't feel that I made clear and add some additional information. Um, in True Crime Bullshit, Josh discusses all of Key's activities and travels, like he posits um, potential victims as well as supporting evidence. And he also debunks some theorized victims. Uh, I highly recommend if you want to learn more about this case, just be warned that there are tons of interview clips with Keys, and he's a fuck. He giggles about so many things that he just should not giggle about. He like described again, he describes how he murders, abducts and murders the couriers. And he says it so unemotional. It's just, God damn this guy. He's a fuck. I don't like him. So just be warned when you listen to the, this podcast that it's going to enrage you. It's going to make you so mad and make you want to like go back in time and murder this guy yourself. So that's what I have for you. Israel Keys part two. And now I'm going to push him out of my brain for the rest of my life. Thanks. Erica, thanks for listening to this more and letting me clear that up. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Okay. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe. <laughs>